Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Practice Squad Jobber podcast. Today, we've got some wrestling. Uh, Joel is out today, um, but I have a very special guest today. Uh, there is a new wrestling promotion in the Midwest who is, that has popped up recently. Uh, you have heard us talk about first wrestling on many occasions. Now, we bring you second wrestling. And uh, with me today is Jeremy Fine. Jeremy, how are you doing? Doing well. I'm doing well, Brett. Thanks for having me and uh, excited to talk with you and, and talk wrestling, talk first, talk second, talk third, whatever we get into. So let's do it. Absolutely. Um, so some people may not know uh, you are you're not just the wrestling promoter. You are also a rabbi as your day job. How does a rabbi become a wrestling promoter? Yeah, so that's definitely my full-time job is rabbiing. Uh, I love my full-time job and I love it because it allows me to also have um, different interests and be able to incorporate it not only in religion, but in my community building. And that's really where I sort of love uh, my role as a rabbi. So how does this start? Well, when I was a kid, I loved professional wrestling. Uh, I went to see Hulk Hogan, Rick Rude, the Rockers, you know, the whole thing and didn't really uh, then for a few years, like sort of dropped it. And then one day I was stuck in St. Louis with some friends and they had Monday Night Raw on and I just couldn't get enough. And I haven't stopped ever since. And this whole idea of promoting wrestling actually came from some congregants after my wife had bought me tickets to my first AAW show, which is a promotion here in Chicago. Uh, my birthday's on Thanksgiving. She surprised me with tickets. We went, we had a blast and I just loved it. And I was telling some friends about it and they said, let's do it in the synagogue. So Temple of Aaron Synagogues hosted um, about six shows now, uh, nine if you consider the ones during COVID that happened twice a day. Uh, and then there's got, they have one coming up. And so, uh, after about a year and a half working with uh, Eric Cannon at, uh, at First Wrestling and knowing uh, Cole Cabana pretty fairly well, he's from uh, where I live now and where I grew up. So uh, pitched this idea that there's not a lot of uh, professional wrestling or any on the North Shore of Chicago, uh, and there's certainly a market for it. And so that's how I got into it. I've sort of been working in the sports realm as a side kind of gig, not necessarily for money, although there has been some financial pieces to it, but I've been writing a, a, a website for about 13 years, covered this Final Four, covered the Super Bowl, got to be on the floor uh, of the Final Four when the confetti's come down, I mean, really some cool stuff. And then wrestling sort of blossomed with first wrestling. And uh, now I'm on my own, now that I live in Chicago, and uh, we're having our first show December 12th in Northbrook, Illinois. And there'll be some familiar first faces at this show, but also some other faces and trying to start something here that's sort of family centric. Uh, it won't be as racy as let's say a Palooza. I don't imagine us ever doing that. It's possible, never say never, I guess. But uh, so that's how it happens. It's just, you know, being a rabbi is sort of, uh, one of the last Renaissance jobs, as one of my friends said it, where you kind of do, your day is different every day. And so why not add things in there that sort of give you some drive and excitement as well? 
Yeah, I've been trying to get my pastor into watching wrestling, and uh, that has not been successful yet. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep that. I mean, it's gotta also be something that you did usually with your yes. parents or their siblings when you were younger. Um, actually, the the people who get it um, are so receptive to this. Uh, that's what I found in in Chicago so far as I pitched this. And the other people who are like, it sounds different, but I don't get it. Can I come see it? Right. And that's actually we have uh, in the crowd. We'll have it the next at the first show. Well, seven several places that are venue potential venues for the second show who just weren't ready to commit <laughs> because right. they want to see it first. And I get it if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, or you have a bad taste in your mouth from it for, for whatever reason, then it doesn't, then it doesn't make sense to you. And I will say the, uh, wrestling environment, uh, just the wrestling city that Chicago is, um, I've been to a few shows in Chicago, um, from a, uh, from a major promotion standpoint, I went to the first all out in Chicago, not all in, unfortunately, but all out. And uh, got to attend StarCast 3 there. Had the time of my life. Uh, was absolutely awesome. Had nosebleed seats for All Out, but I was just happy to be there. Um, freelance wrestling. Uh, great things about them. Kylie Ray. She's a massive part of the Chicago wrestling scene. Uh, got to see her at Warrior Wrestling. Warrior is always putting on great shows. Chicago is just a great wrestling town. And, uh, I mean, obviously we've got CM Punk. Being from there, uh, Chicago's favorite son at this point in the wrestling industry. And um, what do you think second wrestling brings to uh, the Chicago wrestling community that maybe the other promotions don't? Yeah, it's good. First of all, you're 100% right that there are a lot of great promotions out here. Warrior Wrestling, Freelance, Zello. Uh, so, yeah, you have some great wrestling. And is isn't my job, actually, in many ways to compete. Uh, actually, right. Warrior Wrestling is running a show the same night, and we've been very supportive. We've been talking through it the whole time. Uh, they have a much bitter, bigger uh, catch than I do, not only in terms of their ticket and, and who's, who they're bringing in. I just had Bret Hart. I'm not bringing in Bret Hart uh, at the last show. So, you know, that that is uh, something that's been so far really nice. Uh, what we're going to bring is, first of all, the area that we're going to serve. So mm -hmm. Warrior Wrestling is about an hour away. Uh, freelance uh, wrestles primarily, and, and AAW, they primarily are in the city of Chicago. Uh, Logan Square Auditorium is a, is a historic venue. It's actually where I saw my first indie show. Zello Wrestling can go out to Berwyn, and I was in a show, I went to a show last week uh, in Lyle, all these places are almost an hour away from where I'm going to be hosting most of my shows. So I'm going to be looking at Northbrook, Deerfield, Highland Park, Libertyville, Vernon Hills. And for those of you who don't know Chicago, uh, that might not mean something to you, but the north, north, north suburbs. Uh, and we could do other places. So the other piece is that I actually hope to not do all my shows in Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. So some of the things we leaned into is sort of like that religion piece that, that in, at least from a Jewish perspective. And there have been other places that have reached out. Actually, uh, a pastor reached out uh, who's not local, uh, actually a, a, an area that I don't know well. Uh, we've talked about doing um, a Jewish WrestleMania at some point. So I hope to be involved in some of those. Uh, 
But then the, the other piece and the biggest piece is really the kid friendly. It's not right. just family friendly, which I think a lot of shows are. All the shows we've run at the synagogue are family friendly, mm-hmm. but, but kids first. And we're working on how to do that. So we're going to take baby steps because starting a wrestling promotion is relatively expensive. So we're, we're uh, trying to take some baby steps and put some things into the actual um, into the actual experience that right. other places don't do. And we're going to work on those. And probably every show, the idea would be to build another level and mm-hmm. layer of kid uh, participation and excitement. Now, you briefly mentioned uh, your relationship with Eric Cannon. Um, how did you and Eric meet? And uh, being able to have a promoter as a friend like that, um, what advice are you taking from Eric or asking for? That's a good question. So first of all, he's the best, period, yes. in the story. So uh, not just to his fans, but to the people he works with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so props to him and an incredible weekend that he had in, in Minneapolis and really, really awesome to see. So um, actually, we were introduced pretty much through Colt Cabana. Uh, okay. I had a, I, we were going down this path with another promoter who sort of backed out. And Colt said, if you're going to do anything in Minnesota that's relevant, you call Eric Cannon. So I called Eric Cannon, uh, you know, and we've, we've worked together. We work together very well. We have very different strengths. Uh, his, obviously, is wrestling. Uh, so so that, that's good. But I think we've, for those who have been to the Temple of Aaron shows, the Temple of Wrestling shows, uh, you know, they're very different than his Wrestlepalooza shows. We go up right. to the fans and we thank them for being there. Uh, there's nice seats, uh, you know, at first wrestling, you're, uh, you're standing at a lot of these shows at, at best. So, um, you know, that's a piece that I, we added, uh, how we took care of the, the wrestlers we were able to add elements because of sort of my understanding and his understanding, uh, and those meshed really well together. And so we've stayed in touch. You know, I think one of the big things for Mr. Cannon and I was that, I don't know if this is 100% true for him, but it's certainly up there. Uh, he was the first meeting I had during COVID that wasn't specific to the staff at the synagogue. He was the first person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed at a very, very far distance because we, you know, we, we thought about how could we do wrestling safely during the pandemic. And except for maybe warrior wrestling, which did these shows outdoors, which is a huge risk when you do and you fly in talent like that, right? Right, because uh, if that show gets canceled, you are in trouble. Yeah, uh, we were able to do indoor shows safely, so much so that the internet told us so. You know, the wrestlers were so yes. thrilled to work a show uh, in a year in which they basically didn't work or didn't feel they worked safely. So, you know, Eric and I are very aligned on that sort of stuff and how to, you know, have the best fan experiences. As a rabbi, naturally, my shows are good. You know, I say to people when they ask, like, what would what would the ideal show be? I was like, well, it'd be Wrestlepalooza, but for kids. So instead of right. like burlesque, maybe it's like a, a balloon animal artist, you know, those kinds of things. And so we're working on that and hopeful to, to grow that. So I've, I've learned everything from him. I really, I, I'm in debt to him in terms of how uh, I learned how to promote wrestling and, and using best practices from 100% from him. And as somebody who's personally been to every single first show that has been at the synagogue, um, can't say enough. Uh, I've, I've tweeted about it after just about every show at the synagogue, how much of a priority the safety 
of the talent and fans was. Uh, the plexiglass in between, like you still got to do meet and greets, but no one was worried about safety there. And that was the first um, when I forget what the name was of the first um, show at the synagogue. Genesis. So the or, first show, the first shows that we did anyways. were Mitzvah Mayhem, and then Hanukkah Havoc. Mm -hmm. And then we did, uh, we were supposed to have Bar Mitzvah Bash, but that got postponed because of COVID. Uh, and then he did The Return, one, parts one and two. Yes, that's the and, one. And the yep. one that was, I don't want to say post-COVID, but people were already vaccinated, a lot of people. Uh, that yes. show was called Exodus. So because it was my departure and also mm -hmm. a change of sort of the guard. <laughs> yes. And you saw, you see on Twitter, um, wrestlers like War Horse. Um, well, uh, he had tweeted recently that he had gone to a promotion um, where the promoter had told him everything's safe, everybody's vaccinated, all of this. And then he gets there and there are no precautions being taken. So he had to pull himself out uh, and, and losing out on a payday. Um, when it came to the synagogue, you see wrestlers tweeting, um, talking about uh, Facebook, Instagram about how comfortable they were there, how safe they felt there, how how much they enjoyed their experience there. And I, I mean, you'd see videos all the time during the pandemic of uh, indie wrestling shows with no social distancing, no mask mandates, and whether your view is mask, no mask, whatever. Um, the promoters who are doing the best that they can for their fans and uh, their talent I believe are the ones that are succeeding in the long run. Um, hence first, hence now the creation of second, it's you have that reputation of being, uh, of being able to put on shows that are talent and fan friendly. Um, so how important is that to you to have the trust of the talent and to have been able to uh, help put on those shows? Yeah, so it's big. And as I was learning from, from Canon, I was also learning about you know what, and I said this to someone uh, today. I, I, I was talking with a WWE guy, a former WWE guy, about potentially being on our show. Um, it, not this one, but the potentially the next one. And I said to him, uh, "I'm in the business of bringing in not only good wrestlers, but also good people." And yes. you know, so that has been huge, not only to see behind the scenes of from from the point of view of first, but that's what they're interested in too. It's not just about um the paycheck you know we we i, I have a belief and from what i sort of seen if you teach the treat the talent well you treat the venue well you treat the fans well you treat your sponsors well everyone wins and it's hard yes. i mean th there is a financial risk to every one of these shows and that's the scary part because mm -hmm. you know you're not only playing with your it's not monopoly money it's real money Yes. And, and you want to be fair. And um, I have a certain minimum I will pay, meaning some people have come under that. And I said, no, uh, I haven't negotiated with too many people uh, unless I really felt that it was we're, we're asking that all of our uh, talent is vaccinated. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's important to me. Uh, so and, and to the fans, I don't know how long and how many shows we'll do that for. You know, I think by December uh, 12th, when our show takes place. You know, I think most people, and including kids, a lot of people will be vaccinated. 
the, the, yes. the nerve was always, you know, now it's the children, uh, like mine will be. So that's exciting uh, that they can sort of let their guard down a little bit, even if we're in mass right now, that we'll be in mass on the 12th unless we hear something different, but uh, that's where, where we're headed. And, you know, I think treating, treating all of it, if everyone treats everyone around that with that respect that they, you know, deserve and need, uh, then everyone wins. And, you know, the promoter, it, it actually it's, you know, the promoter is the hardest piece of winning because one complaint can throw that off. One, yeah. one person not showing up can throw off, you know, you can have a poster being made and someone just says, I'm not coming. Uh, you know, Warhorse is someone we'd love to work with in the future. Uh, we weren't able to get him for this, this upcoming show. Uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're super excited about the Midwest talent and, yes. uh, and the people who are taking this stuff responsibly. We want to keep our, our talent safe and our audience safe. Now, uh, we've got second wrestling coming up, as you said, Sunday, December 12th in Northbrook, Illinois. Um, tickets ringside, $30, general admission, 15 uh, let's talk about some of the talent that you've got on your show. Um, you had mentioned Colt Cabana, uh, big name there, big, uh, big, uh, AEW name, uh, who you're friends with Eric Cannon, obviously I, I, I refer to him as the godfather of the Indies. Um, <laughs> you've got, uh, the besties in the world who I've only seen once, but was absolutely blown away, uh, by how funny these guys were. They were amazing. Um, you've got Blair Onyx. Every time I see her, she's just she's got an aura about her. She she knows what she's doing. Uh, Trevor Outlaw, Billy Starks, who a uh, friend of the show, and the the work that her and Mouse put into her career is second to none. Um, so, talk a little bit about the talent. Uh, how was negotiating with them? Um, Obviously, we don't need you to get into anything you're not comfortable <laughs> talking about. But uh, what was it like uh, reaching out to each talent and uh, getting them on your show? Yeah, you know, like uh, I wouldn't have done a first show without uh, Colt and Eric. Mm -hmm. uh, that was, you know, I didn't I don't want to. Uh, that's not to say the other shows won't. But, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go in with who I know and what I know and people I want to work with. Uh, so that that was easy. Um, you didn't mention, uh, and I'm promoting him here. Clark Feldman will be one of the reps. Yes, so <laughs> Clark will be there. I love I guess Clark. We he haven't was... announced him, but uh, <laughs> he'll be there. So, Clark, uh, yeah, go ahead. Clark was the first guest we ever had on our show, awesome. and I abs. I mean, it's amazing how uh, at a first show, Clark will get a bigger pop than a lot of the talent and it's just he, I think it's just people know he's just such a genuinely good person um so uh we had advertised that you were going to uh have some yeah. breaking news for us talent wise yeah uh, let's do it let's do it so we had so we have announced already uh those talents we've announced um mm -hmm. we've announced also uh Davey Bang and uh, August Matthews who are an up-and-coming tag team in the Chicagoland area. So if anyone gets a chance to see them, uh, they're, they're, they're special and they'll be going head to head uh, with, with Bessie's. We, we've announced Swaggle also. Uh, nice. We'll be, we'll be at the show. We're excited to have Swaggle. Uh, and then today, and we've announced, we're going to be starting a tournament to crown our first, not first okay. with a one, our first 
yeah. second uh, champion. Uh, so we announced that Eric Cannon will be taking on Trevor Outlaw at the, at the show. Uh, and then I'll announce another person who I'm not going to announce his opponent, but another person, another talent for our show, uh, which is Dan the Dad. We're very excited to have Dan, Dan with us uh, for our, our inaugural show. And Dan will also be in that uh, qualifying tournament to be uh, the second wrestling champion. So we're excited. Well done, yeah. sir. Yeah. Dan the Dad, another friend of the show. Uh, we absolutely adore Dan the Dad. Um, got to see him wrestle last night at unleashed at time of recording uh this episode will come out tomorrow on tuesday uh but big announcement dan the dad that's a big signing for you sir congrats yeah you know i think one of the cool things about this tournament is that you're gonna have people from all over the midwest uh and that's sort of gonna be our bread and butter you know as it is for uh glory pro and 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 second wrestling right uh, you know but we'll we'll lean in we have we have someone coming from texas um we we have some people coming from wisconsin uh so we had someone coming internationally but unfortunately because of the borders they had to, to postpone yeah. their trip so we will we're excited about that and you know another thing we want to do is give talent uh that doesn't necessarily have um an opportunity to wrestle it outside of their like local promotion if they're around town you know to give them that opportunity to to come to second wrestling and show what they have uh and get the the fans on their side or against them or whatever they mm -hmm. however they they see their role fit uh you know we can't do it for everyone but we've been very vocal on on twitter so far about asking people asking talent to write us uh i can promise you that every single person who's written us we have watched film already on that person uh we have some people on our radar we've only been able to book two of those people on the first show because mm -hmm. you know there's only a certain amount of slots but right. i imagine going forward we will continue to do that like one or two people who really feel they want to come to a new promotion and show what they have and work with other people uh we will we will do our best to book them and the midwest is just it is flourishing the independent with all the talent that they have and the frustrating part i suppose for promoter can be there is just so much talent just how do you determine who doesn't make the show? And obviously it's business. It's not personal. Um, how do you go about making that decision? It's, that's actually in some ways for me, because I want to book everyone. Right. <laughs> it's just like being the rabbi in me. I, I want to get out there and give everyone a shot. Uh, and, and I know that I can't, and you know, mm -hmm. that there hopefully will be other shows. Uh, you know, we also want to have a very kid friendly product. So people have sent yes. in their, their, you know, matches. And I, I was like, well, this doesn't fit our brand. Not to, not to be, not to say that they're not talented in what they do, you know, mm -hmm. death matches are a thing or certain characters yep. or, you know, certain names of teams, you know, we just can't, we can't right. wrestle with, uh, no pun intended. So, you know, for us really the core was making sure that, um, the people you see on the, the, the marquee, with Colt right. and Cannon and Outlaw and Blair and Billy uh, and Bessie's all were sort of the backbone of this show. Yeah. Uh, and we weren't going to start without those, those people. Um, some were maybe interchangeable, but that's really where we were. Those were all our first asks and we were very, very excited. They were all available. And that's one of the reasons we got started early is because we wanted this talent 
who I, who we, we all can trust in the ring, but I can also trust with, you know, understanding their role and then knowing uh, from my experience with them, I've worked with all of them except for outlaw, but yep. uh, comes very highly recommended. And he's, he's, um, he's going to give Eric Cannon some run for his money. And I think they're pretty excited about that match too. And uh, I can hear it in your voice. I can hear how excited you are to do this. <laughs> uh, I have zero doubt about this being a successful uh, promotion. I know you're going to do well, sir. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Um, again, second, uh, second wrestling uh, creation uh, featuring Colt Cabana, Eric Cannon, besties in the world, Blair Onyx, Trevor Outlaw, Billy Starks announced on the show, Dan, the dad swoggle. Um, Darren the, Corbin. Uh, really? Darren <laughs> Corbin? Darren will be there with his nine stitches. Yes. He, <laughs> he and Effie put on a heck of a match last night, I will say. they. Uh, that's the second time I've seen them wrestle, and both times uh, definitely in my top three for indie matches that I've seen this year. Um, so if, if you haven't had a chance to see this talent, you're in the Chicago area, and you're curious about it, um, go give the show a look. Uh, tickets, ringside 30, general admission 15. It's not going to break your wallet. Bring the family. Have a good time. Uh, Rabbi Fine has reiterated multiple times, this will be a family-friendly show. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, as much, as, much as I love the Carver, <laughs> I, I'm guessing we're not going to see him on the show. Uh, not on this show. It's a pretty good chance. I mean, he might show up, but I didn't book him. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, I don't think that is uh, the kind of thing. But, you know, I think that if, in the right context, a yes. wrestler like that could work. Uh, and he's obviously very talented in the ring when he brings him. Mm-hmm. We're not going to shy away from that kind of stuff. It's more sort of like what happens with the kids it's not not scary or talking to them it's more like you know what they're going to go home because these kids all have social media what they're going to go home and and more keeping away from the adult humor and graphic content exactly and so we're really excited we just crossed half half of our over half of our ringside seats are sold we have that's to go and we're we're ecstatic we think it's we think we have something special well i i'm excited for you sir um i can't I can't wait. I will, won't be able to do this one. I will be in New York seeing family, but I, me and my girlfriend, Katie and whoever else we can bring, we will be at a second wrestling show sometime in the near future. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for take coming care. on the show, Rabbi. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Take care. Stay Appreciate safe. It. And uh, you're welcome on the show anytime. Thank you.